Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our episode of Diving Into Crypto. It's been a fantastic week, a phenomenal week in the crypto industry. We've seen so many things happen, and who better to, to guide us through today's program than the gentleman who we are about to introduce. Uh, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, please remember you have reaction buttons over there, so if something touches you, something you know resonates with you, feel free to use them. All views extended on this program belong to that of the speaker and is meant for educational purposes only. That being said, this is your host, JP from Adlunum INC, speaking to you about Web3. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome with a thunderous round of applause to the room, the founder and CEO of Meta Incubator in Dubai, Mr. Sam Lai. Welcome, Sam. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Love to be right. here. So. I'm so glad. I'm so pumped uh, to have you on the show mm -hmm. today. Uh, you know, uh, when when we met, when we had met in Dubai, uh, it was an amazing room that you had set surrounded by fantastic people and, and brilliant minds. Uh, and you were the first person that came to mind that I, I said, let me welcome you to the show so that you can share it with a, a much larger audience. So thank you for being here today. Oh, no problem. So. All right. Sam, to, uh, you know, the, the audience is, the audience is curious about uh, who you are a little about your, your, your background and what it is that you're doing. So could you tell us, could you answer those questions for us? Go for it. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, right now I am, I'm kind of the CEO of a Meta Incubator, actually in Dubai. So our office actually Marina Plaza. So if anybody, actually, we, so we even we uh, incubate project not just from Dubai. We have a global mandate. So I think if anybody like have a really interesting project and want some guidance, you know, from from old guy like me, then I think definitely feel free to reach out. Right. So I, I think I, I tell everybody a bit our background, you know, as. Everybody call me Sifu, right? You know, it actually means master in Chinese. So kind of tell that I'm a little bit old. You know? So when I actually, when I was in college, right, I think a lot of you actually haven't been born yet. It was actually during the internet bubble. So uh, I, that's why I actually studied computer science. <laughs> and, uh, and so now you can get, uh, tell me how, uh, tell how old I am. And then, uh, after college, right, because I studied computer engineering, after college, I actually joined a semiconductor company that designed CPU, you know. So I, uh, I try to make it faster, right, because maybe get yourself bored. Uh, and the, and the, the, reason, uh, the thing I actually want to tell everybody here, right, for me, study computer science is the right thing to do, but potentially go to semiconductor industry is actually the the worst decision I made, you know. But at least the better, the, for the bad decision, I make the good one. At least instead of I join Intel, I actually join a semiconductor startup called Transmeta. It actually is a, a, a really awesome kind of software company that also building semiconductor. 
So one of my most famous co-worker at that moment is actually the father of Linux, Linux Turvo. So I was working with a lot of really, really smart software engineer to try to design combiner, make, uh, making a real-time operating system to try to actually make a kind of low-power mobile processor. And I think for, for younger generation at this point, you, you really don't, don't care about this part of it. But uh, one thing I actually want to point out with Nia is when you go to industry and also designing your project, I think it is better for you to study the whole value chain of that industry. Just like you think you talk about Web3, right? That actually long value chain too. When you're doing something in that, I think try to figure it out uh, the segment that you try to do actually have the most value capture, not the least. Just like if I'm, uh, just like I'm in a car industry, right? I can, I, it's a it's a huge industry. A lot of money can be made, but then you figure out I'm only making the screw of the car, then the value capture actually very little, right? Then you actually need to figure out where is the biggest. As you said, right? Even cell phone, everybody know the brand actually the most important. That's why Apple always like create all the most value, right? And that's, that's what I think about it. <laughs> but a little bit like, kind of off track, right? So from there, and, uh, and, and, uh, but of course, you know, because we, we are a little bit too early in terms of technology, that's why at the end, after a few years, and then uh, it just, we got bought out by Intel. <laughs> and then from there, I, I, it's always right a little bit before uh, 2008. And then I actually moved to Asia. Because I feel the power and the growing potential of Asia, especially right now, is talk about Middle East too, and that's actually why I moved to Dubai. But in Asia, then I actually worked for Hewlett Packard, and then make the story, long story short, where I was also running the engineering team, but eventually I'm actually in the CTO office, and actually start at that moment we start looking at working with startup. At that time, startup become popular even among the corporate, right? And from there, we actually start internally uh, building the HP Tech Venture. So right now, it's a separate venture arm right now, but I'm actually one of the original members that actually tried to build a foundation there, right? And when I and when I actually in charge of the whole uh, Asia, Asia, Pacific, and Japan market in terms of working with startup, then from there, I actually build uh, the kind of the relationship with all the VC, accelerator, and a lot of good founder, you know, all from there, right? And then uh, after I left HP, I actually also uh, went in a, a kind of a, in a VC firm called Yusai Venture. So my partner actually is a German investor. That's why we actually work with a lot of like German corporate, just like Audi, Siemens, to help them actually scout startup and also do internal uh, corporate innovation project. You know? That's actually how I get into the startup industry. And then from there, I actually figured out I need a uh, little more, ex- more experience on running the whole business. That's why I actually I go back to my family business to run the business out of Beijing. And, uh, and also fascinating, I actually learned so much when I go to China. I see the scale of, the, of, of, of manufacturing, the potential was huge market, you know. And yeah, and then I, I was just doing that until the pandemic. So it actually kind of go into the question that, okay, uh, why I actually moved to WebFeed, because when uh, during the pandemic, I was in Hong Kong, so I would kind of go back to hang out with some of the friends who also like uh, kind of uh, lock up in Hong Kong, right? So we kind of like yeah. got drinking every day, having meals, you know, and just talking. But I actually don't realize at that time, all of my friends are actually, well, actually uh, most of them are actually in crypto business. Already. 
because before the pandemic, Hong Kong actually is pretty much the kind of the crypto capital of the world. Like everybody actually is there. Binance was there, FTX is there. The, the people you name it is, is there, you know. And, but at that moment, I'm, I don't like kind of like, uh, because I'm still for the old tech industry background, I, I kind of still don't know oh, what's Bitcoin, right? This is really true, right? It's just like some software, right? Why people work a piece of software or some kind of digital token worth that much money. But I'm still I'm talking, right. talking to them and they are some of the smartest people because all my friends are super smart. I'm always the, like, the, the most uh, stupid people within our group, right? And I kind of talk to them, I argue with them, okay. And then, and then at the end, right, because at that time also there's a lot of options. Like people can make a lot of money on like foreign, foreign exchange or, or like trading stock every different way, right? But why they so focused on crypto, you know? And then I started listening to them, you know, and thinking about it, you know, and I studied it because I, I'm a computer en- uh, engineer in training. I so study actually what's blockchain, what is that, that different compared to the old technology, or why it's so unique. And then it really kind of uh, made me become a believer of crypto. Is uh, the first, actually, that's two steps. The first step is actually I read a really simple book. It's called How to Define by Con uh, Gecko. I think everybody should like uh, download that book, and you can finish it in a couple of hours if you have to, because it's actually really very easy. Uh, kind of like uh, uh, it's a book for dummy. It teaches you how to use connect to your wallet, you know, where put some money in your wallet, and then how to do some DeFi, go to compound and do some staking. It's very simple, and then it actually tell uh, the book tell you about what other different company in crypto. Most most of them are DeFi. And what they are doing. And then I kind of see that it actually will be a big disruption for the whole banking industry. Because you right. can actually put the human nature, that actually you can put all the operator out of the whole equation because everything is decentralized and everything is automatic. And everything is seamless. You, you don't even need permission to open a bank account. So I actually think it, it's really disruptive. And then whatever actually put the coffin on the nail is when BackRock actually start investing in a crypto mining company. I think if you talk, you look back, uh, go back, go to Google it and search for BackRock and crypto mining, then, but I think everybody in the audience know actually what's a BackRock, right? So they are based in America. It's the biggest access kind of management company on earth. At the maximum, they were managing $10 trillion, you know. <laughs> so as some people said they are actually kind of the, the kind of the, the behind the big, it's kind of behind the scene big ball for Wall Street, you know, but, but I don't want to speculate on that. But they are really powerful and those people are extremely, extremely smart. And they pretty much yeah. is part, a big power of the Wall Street. And when they invest on kind of crypto mining, they know, hey, then, you know, something will be interesting, right? And you talk about, like, I think one and a half years ago. So at that moment, actually, I really bought <laughs> a lot of uh, kind of uh, Bitcoin. and, and well, I, I did, didn't invest in a lot of outcomes, but I did buy some Bitcoin, Ethereum, just for the heck of it. And, and, as, and from there, that actually the blue one that we saw in like, 2021, you know. Right. It's actually you pretty know, amazing, you know, in this perspective, you know. Well, yeah, looking back to it, it, it seems a spectacular story because I, I wanted to, to actually ask you, uh, you know, specifically what, what got you into, into the Web3 space. And you answered that beautifully. Uh, and mm. it's, the answer was also in a situation where 
most of us would really love to be where we are not yes. the smartest yes. in the room right yeah and then i think the uh, the main implication is uh, okay, why everybody should get involved with web3 then you can see right when actually uh, the america is, is blackrock is an american institution so when an institution mm-hmm. an influential institution come in it means they really will change the uh, for good or bad right potentially they may have some regulation come in that's why we actually all see recently like for last month or something like that but the but the good side of the regulation is actually if you remove all the scam project like the bad project in there and actually really gonna help for the good project so even the valuation of the good project actually go up because when you have a, a, a kind of a fair regulation foundation for the whole crypto industry, then a lot of investment will come, right? Just like Bedrock is managing $10 trillion. If you, they put 10%, that's like a trillion dollar. And then you don't even talk about all other SS company, right? Uh, and that's actually one thing I actually saw, saw that actually it actually will be a lot of more potential. And one thing actually, the, the last thing, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, I just like when I think about this question, it actually even make me more believe in uh, crypto because that's also we uh, we can go back to later on Walker. Is some of the projects I'm looking at right now, especially on mm-hmm. DeFi, because they're not talking about staking or yielding, right? Those kind of like <laughs> rule to anymore, right? It's really try to build financial product for regular people. That's actually one right. big avenue actually we're looking at, you know. Also for regular people, not just like you can talk about banking, you can talk about insurance, or you can talk about gaming too, you know. That's a lot of different yeah. variety. But in, even in terms of banking uh, or mm-hmm. insurance, right? So right now, uh, the really interesting thing about crypto is that's something called DAO, right? Mm-hmm. So if you talk, okay, right now, uh, pretty much banker and the insurance company have so much power to kind of affect your daily life. Right? Just like if I'm opening a noodle shop <laughs> in Chinatown, you know, I want to borrow some money. It actually all really depends on the banker to, to lend money to me or not. It's a big decision. But if you talk yeah. about web free, I have a DAO, an investment DAO to decide if Sam should open a noodle shop or not. Potentially, that may be a better decision because the DAO may be the local DAO in this thing, right? They all put in low SAM, you know, and then they say, oh, in this area, they should, they should really need a, a little shop. And potentially, uh, a, a better decision can be made. And also insurance company, right? If you talk about instead of a, but everybody kind of like have a negative connotation about insurance company, right? They always love when they take your premium, they always say good thing. Oh, we take care of you when you have a problem, you know, we take care of everything. But then the thing is when you have a problem, right, they try to do the best they can to like, give you as little money as possible. That's what insurance companies do, right? But if you come back to in a DAO situation, a more kind of communal like, perspective, maybe yeah. the community will much much willing to help you too because they will think about it. Okay. Why now, okay, uh, uh, Peter, I right, have, have some emergency at, at home, you know, maybe he really some cash. Yeah, we, uh, mm-hmm. he got insurance too. He paid the premium, then we should help it. But then, oh, maybe tomorrow I have the same situation, you know, and then I wish other people will help me too. So it actually will have a, a very interesting effect on, on the society of the future, you know. That's why actually I'm, I'm, I'm so, so committed to crypto 
that's why I moved to Dubai, set up the MetaGe in beta, and go 100% in crypto and metaverse. Oh, that's that's awesome, Sam. I mean, like, I'm I'm so glad that you know you've you've been you're into this particular space. We there there is obviously so much that you yeah. are willing to share more than just having learned. You you you're willing to share it with that with that with the community. Um, it it makes me curious to to ask. Uh, you know, what are some of the initiatives that you you are a part of? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the one is we initiative I really want to get into is. Of course, as a developer background, right? I want to connect with all the developer who actually or the builder of the web free industry, right? rather than just people. I, I think even some NFT are, are back from a really good builder, but then I don't really want to work with some nice superficial project, right? Because right. Dubai actually is really unique, right? Because it actually got exactly. the, right now the policy is very supportive. The environment is actually very free. Pretty much everybody from around the world can get in, right? Even you are from Iran, you're from Russia, you're from anywhere. You can come into Dubai and work here, right? And because yes. of the oil industry, and uh, mm-hmm. they have a really strong banking sector, right, for doing financing. And then because they also realize that the oil industry will not be there forever, they are they have a lot of incentive and policy to try to change the economy. But then the only thing they really miss is, and, and then of course because Dubai have a really awesome like city life too, right? A lot of people love to live here. It's really safe, really clean. You know, the service is amazing compared to a lot of other country. It's a good place to live, too, right? But then I think the one thing they're missing in terms of the crypto society is they don't have enough uh, developer and builder and uh, kind of a really good international marketer too. That actually one thing I try to build. So I actually work with a group of really like super technical people. Of course, they are much smarter than, than I ever, ever know. And Dubai and I have a kind of a society called Coffee with Crypto. And that's why every Saturday at the beginning, just few of us are having coffee, discussing like technical issues, just like oh, the difference between POW, POS, you know, a privacy on blockchain, you know, and that digital identity, all the technical stuff. And then the community is growing. And, uh, but the really cool thing about uh, 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 it's about coffee, right? <laughs> Sorry, it's a sidetrack to say about an uh, old story. And do you have, actually, everybody know co- uh, coffee is maybe one of the reasons that we are, have a society like this, you know? Just like it's pretty much start the Enlightenment like revolution in the 1600s. Of course, you know. Is it okay? Can you ever hide me? Coffee is, of course, one of the the most neutral things you can you can build a, a community around. But yeah, you know, and yeah. I had the good fortune of of being in the room with you guys, uh, and and it's it's phenomenal. The the energy in that room, ladies and gentlemen. I, I you know generally never promote uh, anything on this particular show, but if you're ever in Dubai on a Saturday evening. Make it a point to to reach out to to Sam here on his Meta Incubator uh, mm-hmm. Meta Incubator handle. Visit that space. That that room is pure energy. I mean, if you want yeah. to mint not the crypto space, you, you you need to be in that room. Yeah, so a lot of people try to present their project, you know, to get feedback from a lot of experts, you know. And then yeah, yeah, and then we got to bigger and bigger. So you know, it's amazing. Sure. I mean, that, that that place, I guess, is 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 on par with diving into crypto. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, you're yeah. part of it too. So we're together, you know. We may not be like physically together, but like in the, in the internet level, we are always together. So. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> Sam. Uh, I I have to say, I mean, you know, the being being at the Meta Incubator, it, it looks like, a, of course, a, a fantastic setup. And and incubation actually means a lot of things uh, to a lot of people. And and I'm certain that a large number of people in the audience at this point are thinking about what an incubation, what incubation is, what it can do for a project. Uh, could you tell us a little about that? Uh, so uh, I actually think right now I, I kind of think that the, the incubator kind of work. It doesn't mm-hmm. like it's a, it's not not a it's not a appropriate work for what we're doing in here, right? Even actually, you talk about Y Combinator or other incubator and accelerator too, right? When you talk about incubator, you talk about a constant temp- nice temperature to maybe incubate mm-hmm. an egg or a baby, right? But then what we let right. what we try to do is actually give you the hundred percent dose of reality. Because a lot of a really good founder, they always have a, their vision, their idea. Therefore, they try to build something that want to change the world. But then, uh-huh. a lot of time that actually they don't really think about is that thing is really useful for other people or not. That's why an incubation is actually when you develop a product, we actually put the reality back to you. So sometimes actually we teach you put you in hell because we are really critical on on your product market fit. To really uh, uh, trying to challenge you, your idea to see if people really need your product or not, you know. I think that actually what uh, incubation do because uh, I think that's the two main issue I saw from uh, most of the project because a lot of them that we work with are really strong technical already, but I think two of the area they always missing. And number one actually is marketing. That actually mm-hmm. will also actually go back to the product market fit. And then are they actually running a good marketing campaign to promote the startup too, right? And then the second one is actually the fundraising. But fundraising also actually depends on your marketing because as you can see, right, if you have a high usability startup, it's much easier to raise money. <laughs> if you do a startup that no, nobody ever listened, uh, have listened to, uh, off and then no other VC have ever listened off, then people will be more critical when they look at your project. That actually, and I think that's why one of the, really simple advice for all the founder who actually listen uh, to the talk right now is at least spend like half of your money or half your resources to do marketing. Uh, because for some uh, incubator, you talk about Y, y Combinator, right? They probably just said, you should almost pretty much spend 80% of your time on doing marketing. Talk to potential customer, get feedback. When you build an MVP, always try to underbuild and not overbuild. Right? Because when you're underbuild, because you know you're going to keep changing your MVP anyway, so why you want to overbuild it? So get something kind of working, can show what you try to do, and then talk to the customer and get feedback, and then you'll be able to get, you know. And then once you really got the product market fit when you're scaling, then you really fix your scaling and, and the technology issue. So, but that, that's usually, it actually happens to all startups. It's very typical and similar. So, you know. But then, then for, for me, right, I have so much experience dealing with different companies. Then I can I can talk to the founder and give them more advice on which step and what should they do. So, you know. Okay, so uh, if you're a project, then in, in a nutshell, what you need to uh, what an incubator helps you with, of course, is 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 marketing, is uh, you know, with with uh, funding, building your community, and of course, advice, yeah. right? Yeah, but at okay. the end, so the yeah, number one thing is a um, product market fit. Are you building something that like other people want? 
Okay. So, then so the funnel must... and marketing has to follow. Sorry, sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, 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 yeah, it's fine, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So, so you, you must be coming across um, so many projects and, and in, a, in, in an iffy, uncertain industry like, like, like Web3 and, and crypto uh, uh, specifically, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Is there also uh, an avenue like other businesses or mainstream industries uh, is there is there a lot of support uh, from from a government side? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's actually not not that much. Yeah, because Dubai they do have a lot of initiative on on the metaverse on uh, on on this on that. But 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 for me, I'm for, uh, for me, right? I think the most important thing for project is really getting the product market fit. The only actually uh, uh, kind of a useful uh, uh, support is from the government. I saw other incubator and other VC who actually got funding from the uh, Abu Dhabi government to invest on startup. So one of uh, the program they have is called Fab Six Lab. It's actually a, a kind of accelerator from uh, from Egypt, but they have a, a kind of department in Abu Dhabi right now. So they actually have a, a, a totally funded, a government funded uh, accelerator program. Uh, that's a post startup, mm-hmm. and the other one I think is a Sumo Venture. They they kind of work with Fabsex Lab and also have an accelerator in Abu Dhabi. But Dubai has that's I don't think there's anything yet. I I'm not gonna. Uh, they potentially happen in in the in later the year or the next year. But for right. Meta Incubator right now, we actually do everything by our own money. We f- funding it ourselves. That's why we are very selective on the project too, because we have no quota to meet. Uh, the only the only kind of a uh, circle that we gotta respond to is our own our own investor and our own partner. So you know, that's how it works. But and, and then at the end, I uh, one advice: if you're doing a, a start a startup, sometimes it's yeah. the less like kind of a, a outside influence that you deal with is the best because you always the the thing that more really important thing is deal with your potential customer directly. You know. Of course, as said, you are an early stage founder, you don't know how to reach out to your potential uh, customer. That's why the incubator actually will help you, you know. Right. But certainly, I mean, there's two heads are always better than one, and it's it's always better to have, uh, you know, an, an advisor or information from people that have, have been there, done that, have a, a, a larger, broader vision, right? And, and mm-hmm. I believe that that's yeah. in, right? And, and also Fantastic. for startup, well, speed is actually the number one thing. You know, it's all about speed. How fast you iterate your product and and have achieve product market fit. So sometimes when you're dealing with a lot of like slow organization like the government or a big corporate, at the beginning actually may not be a good thing. But when you scale, like when you have achieved the product market fit, and when you scale to mass market, potentially mm-hmm. it's more useful at that stage. You know. And that's and that's of course that 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 holds true for 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 businesses. If you especially if you're looking to scale, you need to scale with speed, and for that you need the right yeah. kind of help. Yeah, uh, this mm-hmm. is it's interesting. Yeah. You you mentioned this about about projects, and and I'm certain that you you come a lot of you come across a lot of uh, projects. Uh, uh, you know, some of them at at different stages, from either ideation to the point at which maybe they're ready mm-hmm. to go to market. Uh, but what is um, you know. You know, and 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 some of these times it's like they they just halfway there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What's an 
stage from in your experience uh, that a project is ready to be incubated or ready to at least present itself out there to the industry? I think that's no officially the way stage. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it, uh, it's, it really depends on the founder. Do they really want to work with someone that, uh, that improves their idea? That's actually when, when they are ready to incubate. Because for some of the projects, I talk to them, you know, and I give them my advice, and then they never show up again. <laughs> so, you know, but only a few founders, you know, then it's come back and we discuss more and then figure out the, the product market fit. So one of the uh, companies actually I'm working with is called MetaHigh. You know, uh, just like I met the founder in one of the events, and then at that time he just uh, he just started. He just had an idea, you know, because he actually running his own kind of a software uh, consulting company already. It's a very successful one. That's why he know how to build product that can scale already. But and then he kind of uh, want to start his doing his own startup, and then uh, he saw oh, OpenSea is like a billion dollar valuation, and then mm-hmm. OpenSea still sucks. Can we do something like this? And that's why that's why we talk. We start talking about the idea. Then I say, hey, but then there's so many like NFT marketplace already. Why you want to do another NFT marketplace? Like, and that NFT marketplace is it really the same? The real the the, the kind of the real product that solve anybody someone's problem, right? You don't need to solve solve everybody's problem. But what you when for at the at the most most basic idea is all startups to solving. A small group of people's problem at the beginning. So we kind of we talk, we uh, we kind of iterate that idea from a, from a kind of a, a kind of open C version of the platform, and then become cross chain. You know, can we? How can we maybe support like? And then we talk about metaverse. So we become a, a kind of a, a platform the metaverse, but metaverse have different metaverse, right? And how can we? Transfer a three D object NFT across the uh, different like metaverse, right? So become a cross chain kind of a, a, a marketplace. But still, the idea is not there, right? But and then we keep talking about it, iterate it, and then at the end we actually find out the real problem on the market mm-hmm. is now the life of all the three D mar- uh, kind of object creator. Their life it just sucks, you know. So right. they, even when they create an object, they spend so much time designing it, drawing it, creating it, and they only make like maybe like 50 bucks, 60 bucks US dollar max <laughs> because they have other platforms out there taking a big cut. And then a lot mm-hmm. of them are, are, are kind of uh, really customized. They cannot be shared. And they're not talking mm-hmm. any customer directly. There's a lot of so many middlemen in between. Mm-hmm. And that's why they actually, uh, they're working on creating creating a, 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 a platform that actually really target 3D creator and then mm-hmm. really help changing the workflow mm-hmm. for, so they can create a 3D object very easily and also mm-hmm. lean the NFT very easily. And then they're also working on potentially working with some kind of 3D object standard. Then they can actually, the object can share between different metaverse. And then... Yep. Then, then that, that uh, idea become a much better idea because the market is bigger and you're really solving someone's people's problem. And that's why, you know, uh, the startup got funded. <laughs> because in, because uh, investors only really uh, kind of focus on what kind of business you deal with uh, uh, building. It's not what kind of product you're building. 
So mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I think in, in there, I think it's really a kind of a, a, a specialized issue I want to mention to all the founders in there is mm -hmm. when you have a startup, right? You want to right. build a product, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be a game, it can be a software, it can be whatever, it can be a token. What mm -hmm. it needs to be is solve someone's problem. Right. Anyone, just like your grandma, maybe the uh, same across the street, like whatever, well, someone, or maybe it's a 3D creator, or maybe a trader, a special group of people solve that problem. But yeah. you're not trying to build some product that solves the investor problem. <laughs> because they, uh, VC doesn't care, right? because VC have no problem. They're rich people, they just stay invest. They have no problem whatsoever. Right? But what they really focus on is what kind of business are you building? So you can have a product that solves other people's problem, but you never make money, <laughs> right? Just charity. So that's why you need to, by solving other people's problem, you got to have a business model too, right? Eventually, those people, you're solving those people's problem, but those people are willing to pay for that. That, that from that moment, that actually become a business. And then investors are only looking for that. Do people willing to pay for your product? Rather than right. just your product is useful, so it's a it's a this really subtle difference, but uh, that's exactly sometimes the the incubator people uh, we actually help you to to go through this like to help you understand it what what are the differences that when you have when you go to present to the investor right then you have all the information that investor actually looking at. Exactly, exactly. You you I think you you know you you. Explain that you've, you've described that as as uh, one of the things that most people just take for granted. Uh, the fact yes. that business exists to solve problems, right? Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. the more fundamental, the more fundamental they're able to solve that, actually, larger the the audience they they are able to, the larger the client base they are able to reach. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just so, like you, you guys are building a wonderful product for the launch pack too, right? I'm looking for you, know, you guys solve a huge problem for a lot of projects. So we know. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 certainly we'll certainly look to to uh, you know uh, to synergize more uh, you know with with Meta Incubator for for certain Sammy mm -hmm. and. Uh, because there, there is so much of a network that you know, uh, all of us in in this room and and in the industry can can aim to 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 work together to, um, in in that same direction. Um, mm -hmm. That said, Sam, uh, what I what I have to ask you is that, you know, uh, a large number of people in the um, you know in, in our audience and, and me personally also big Shark Tank fan, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Dragons Den, Shark Tank, and you know it doesn't matter which country it came from. Uh, there is, uh, you know, the, I, I'm certain you're working with with some really stellar projects, and you've given us one. Uh, you've given us one example. Are there more that you can share with us? Yeah, of course. The, another company is called Hypermind. So they mm -hmm. are actually a kind of a decentralized identifier or identity company. Because uh, okay. then you can see, right? Because right now, everybody dealing with a kind of a web fee is just a wallet, and wallet is just a number. But then how can you kind of build a, a personality you know, on top of that number, right? That actually a lot of work to be done on that area. And, right. and that's why you can see. So, so this is also a kind of a big kind of big runway space. It's like when you solve this problem, there's so many applications can build on top and then really growing a billion dollar industry and potentially 
can bring billion dollar, billion people, you know, into the web free uh, kind of uh, uh, area, right? So that's actually, I think it's another disruptive area. That even that's why they have a lot of competitor. But then, then how are all those different company, right? You probably the the best team and hope and and incubate them and hope them they can become one of the top top uh, kind of a product in that space, you know. Because uh, that's exactly why when Jet Dorsey talk about the Web five architecture, and then when even uh, Vitalik, you know, from Ethereum also talk about the Soulbound token, it's actually talk mm-hmm. about the same thing. How can you put the people back to Web three? It's actually kind of correlated that because why people look about all those because it's, they are solving the issue for all the DAO. So right now, when you have a DAO, right? Potentially, uh, most of the your user are actually robot. So how can I solve that? Make sure that every one of them are human being. Because when you say, "Oh, I'm doing it, just like as election, right? When I'm running an election, I don't want a bunch of robots actually uh, putting that ballot, right? I actually want real person. And then how can you make sure that is a real person? And then there's a lot of technology on it, right? How can you keep track of a uh, lot of uh, information? What have you done before? You know. Just like if you look at some people's like a LinkedIn profile, it's very easy to tell that it's a real LinkedIn profile or, or kind of not a fake LinkedIn profile, right? Because a real LinkedIn profile, they actually have story, they have history, they have conveyance, you know, and, and there's a lot of things to do. They can even see what kind of friends you have, you know, because if you have a very really famous friend, it also so that you are, you are a good person too, right? If not, those people will not be friends of you. There's a lot of things can uh, put, put kind of a human put the humanity back to mm-hmm. the, the internet. And that actually exactly, uh, I think it's one of the powerful things about Web3 too. So you know, it's a little bit romantic, but uh, that's actually one of the way I look at it. So, so, yeah, it, of Certainly, I mean, always since the beginning of time have been looking for ways to, to connect with, uh, whether it is mm-hmm. the universe, whether it is you know, yeah. the earth around, and most importantly, people. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then of course, there are some other infra- infrastructure pro- uh, kind of a startup I'm, I'm looking at. One of them is called Morphware. They actually try to use a BitTorrent technology. So, everybody, BitTorrents, right? Everybody can put in any device and start mining, not just mining, right? Sticking to support all the DeFi project. <laughs> I think it's just cool, you know. At the end, you don't need a central because they do actually they do the study. It's a, they have a, they do the mathematics mathematic to come uh, to do the calculation. So somehow, if people just utilize all the computer that's sitting on a desk, you know, they're doing nothing, or even all our old cell phone, whatever, doing nothing. If somehow mm-hmm. all those devices can pop back to the internet. And then mm-hmm. to provide the computing that at the web free need, right? So the cost right. is only less less than ten percent of AWS. So wow. because AWS, yeah, because you, you thought that you centralized is uh, more efficient, right? But but it's actually <laughs> not decentralized, more efficient. Because but the problem is all the decentralized stuff are idle right now. So yeah, thank you for that. It's actually very funny. But somehow that 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 when I read this, I had a look at the 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 kind of presentation and calculation. I said, "Oh, that actually like it actually keep me excited too." That's something I never think of before. So yeah. Oh, that's so uh, I think yeah. 
No, go for it. I, I was just about to say that 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 is brilliant because that's that's exactly yeah. what you know the Web three Web three is trying to do is just you know decentralize everything. And if you can decentralize computing power, uh, once again, yeah. great fundamental point. Yeah. So and then I I I, I incubate a few kind of game five project too, you know, because I think gaming actually is gonna be actually one of the biggest few coming up in next year or so. You know, a lot of pay to earn. Like, Engage to earn or whatever to earn, because I think at, at the end, when you want to attract more and more people to Web three, you also need kind of the someone tell the story. And gaming actually is one of the the big kind of a piece of product that can tell a, a good story and get people comfortable with the Web three environment. Just have a wallet, I'm making token, I can like transfer, buy and sell digital object, virtual object online on the metaverse. And other things, right. yeah. The project I'm incubating is called Metaphora. They are actually yeah. uh, are very aggressive, so they are actually a team from Kazakhstan. You know, just a bunch of like really kind of a uh, uh, hardcore and a very kind of a uh, uh, enthusiast uh, enthusiast about uh, game programmer, and they want to uh, develop their their own games. You know, and they're not just their own one game, right? They want to use the same IP, the same character, and develop a whole set of games. And they have the whole tokenomic ecosystem working. Then people have a good good time, and also yeah. and enjoy kind of the virtual economic system from there. You know? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, then I think I have, uh, I think for your audience, right, the most important thing, of course, if any 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 of you are audience are VC, right, you want to invest in any of the company, of course, reach out to me, right, or you can reach out to them directly. And uh, for, 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 for people in the audience, I think a lot of them are, are kind of a, a aspiring founder. Then my, mm-hmm. I, my two points of advice is when you, even when you put, even pitching to me, right, or pitching to any other investor, is mm-hmm. always try to make the product you try to build as simple as possible in terms of language, you know. Yeah. Well, just say, when I, when I make a spaghetti, just say, I want mm-hmm. to make a spaghetti. I want to make a spaghetti with, with, with chicken. Don't try to say, I want to create a dishes that uh, kind of revolutionary, like, like people, culinary, culinary experience. When you say something like this, I have no idea what it is, and then I just threw it the trash can. When you say, <laughs> yeah, I want to make a spaghetti you know, with crypto on top, okay, that's, that's, that's reasonable. <laughs> like, it's just simple, because uh, uh, sometimes it's a uh, Building a product is tough, you know. And then uh, always try to simplify in terms of language and, and when you reach out to your investor, because right. the, the investor, the first thing you look at it is they need to understand what you try to build first, you know. If even they have a hard time understanding it, like, uh, and even you, just like, yet yeah, and assume that the VC actually is like your grandma, you know. If your grandma don't understand what you, what you try to say, is it, it, the VC won't, won't understand too so they will never invest right the first thing you could make sure that they understand what you try to build because then they can really evaluate your problem because they actually read a lot of uh, they, they look at a lot of company they look at a lot of product every day they know what other people are building too right so they need to really perfectly understand what the product you try to build so in, in order to do this you want to make your language as simple as possible so once they understand what you try to build then mm-hmm. they will look at the team, you know, to see what is the track record of the team, the background of the team, right? 
Because uh, that's actually one of the issues, I think, in Dubai, because you go back to like Silicon Valley, right? Then right. people all have connection. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, a lot of connection that people don't even know, right? It's just like uh, sometime maybe the Airbnb uh, founder actually worked for some other famous internet company before, right? They, they have lineage. But uh, if mm-hmm. you don't have the lineage, right? Uh, yeah. Then how can you prove it? Potentially, you also need to have an MVP. Then, uh, then that's why, uh, exactly. in some sense, so if you, so if your founder, you have a good idea and you have good background, good track record, you don't necessarily need the MVP before people invest in you. Right. But if you are, uh, you have a good idea, like, mm-hmm. and then, but you don't have, you don't, you don't believe that you have the track record yet. So try to build some MVP first. And the thing is, as I said, right, when you build an MVP, don't try to overbuild. Try to underbuild. You're not showing. Try I mean, to you're do not just as minimal. You're, you're showing it, right? You you bring it out. Yeah, you're showing it, but that but the, that's the whole part, right? You only are showing it. You don't need to like spend like years of engineering effort to do it. Just do something that kind of work yeah. and can show the investor and yeah. how it will look like. You know, then they can understand your product more. And because when you're doing it, you also gain a kind of credibility among the investor too. So. Uh, don't just come to uh, a VC with an idea and nothing else. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you have you have not a, a kind of spectacular background. So, but build something. Try to build a website. Build an MVP. Really simple, as simple MVP that will be enough. But at least have an MVP. So, then we can we can see and how we can incubate. That's usually uh, how I work with project build. Just like as I said, right. The first project yep. for market high, I can see that that person already running a huge like a software consulting company that he can build yep. any software that he he he, 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 he wants, right? Then I, I I don't need even see the MVP or whatever. Then we can talk about something else. No, that 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 is so true, and and it's also very good advice, Sam. That you know you you need to go with fundamentals and and have your message very clear. And if a project's yes. not doing that, then obviously they sh- they're shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, yeah. Can you know, more on what some of these these projects are doing? I mean, you know, what what aren't they doing right? What what are they doing wrong? I think what they're doing right is they, especially uh, after talk to me, right? They really focus on their product, right? Mm-hmm. But then, uh, then because at the end is. It's a, it's, you have a product, and product not just a piece of technology. It's what kind of thing you build that people will pay for it. You know, and then also you can talk about price too, right? And the easiest right. way to kind of find that is to see if you have potential competitor, especially some competitor that is doing really well. So uh, one of the company I work for, uh, Hypermind, they actually uh, create a kind of a, a little bit different product on top of what the system that they have. It's actually helping people to do kind of the web-free uh, marketing uh, promotion. Just like when you do air job, you know, when you run a campaign, like join my Discord, join my te- uh, Twitter, all those things, yeah. they actually they have a tool to automate. So uh, before, right, they actually they, they don't even know they can build something like this. It's just, oh, shit, I'm promoting my network, but I actually need to do one marketing. And then I, right. they actually find a company called Cream. I think most of you know, right? They, they use Cream to, uh, to do all the marketing campaign. And then they think they actually think Cream sucks. You know? <laughs> and somehow, okay, let's, because I have the digital identity uh, kind of foundation, I can build that too very easily. 
I just build a very similar to, but totally referee compatible. Boom, and then suddenly they have a lot of customers. All the uh, advertising agency are using that too, right? Uh, and 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 the thing is, okay, I have that too, but but they also have a difficulty on how to price it and kind of a charge customer for it. So actually, they look at look back to Crane and potential other com- company to see how they can charge people on that. And once you actually have the revenue model, oh, then right. the VC is a, then the VC you all all love you, you know, because then then they 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 are speak you are speaking their language. That's the thing thing right. But then the, the thing that they really did wrong is they a lot of them were, didn't focus on marketing from the beginning. And marketing, I said, is a, also a systematic approach to marketing too. Like uh, not just giving some press release, not some uh, holding event or, or group. It's how can you uh, identify customer and mm-hmm. talk to customer and actually do focus group with the customer. It's just right. like, oh, when I uh, when I'm building a portal for all the 3D creator, right? Okay, first of all, is how can I like get a group of 3D creator in my community first? And then the second thing is, okay, once all those people are in my community, can I leverage mm-hmm. them to actually how to uh, improve my portal to really narrow right. uh, down the portal market bit? And once you kind of go through, even you are doing that process, right? And you can even show to the VC that you're doing that process, you're way ahead of 99% of the project. <laughs> but still, most 99% of the project never done that. So. Oh, that, that, that's actually, I think most of people did do well. That's why, and I think you are a long fact, right? Because you actually have access to a lot of like potential users for a lot of different programs. A lot of projects should reach out to you right now, even you're not doing anything. No, you're not officially launched the product, uh, uh, do something, right? Potentially, they can uh, uh, some collaboration you guys can do and do, th- do this kind of thing too, right? So, exactly, right? And that, that's yeah. you, you just have to keep moving forward no matter what, what tries to slow you exactly. down. Yeah, and then also, yeah, also one more thing I think a lot of projects like, uh, make the mistake is they too focus on VC, they spend too much effort to try to make something that the VC like, but at the end, that's totally the other way around. You should spend all the time to make something that for your customer. Once you get that working, then the the, piece, the VC will just come automatically. You know, yeah. Yeah, if you build it, they will come. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Build, build it, solve someone else's problem, not just building it. <laughs> people will come. It's when you solve people's problem, then people will come. <laughs> yeah. So. Spot on, spot on. So uh, at at this time, Sam, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the audience to get ready with questions that they may want to ask you. Uh, you know, um, audience, if, if those of you that are that are listening in, uh, by all means, please give us a reaction. You can raise your hand if you want to ask a question. You can tweet that in to Sam directly at Meta Incubator, or you can you can even tweet that on to to adlunum.inc. And we will take your question and share it uh, on the show right now. So give us a reaction in the meantime, but also send in your question. Raise a hand if you want to ask a question to our guest today, uh, the co-founder of Meta Incubator, Sam Lai. Uh, you've heard so much. And Sam, uh, you know, it's it's uh, so much of learning. And, and I'm, I'm really glad to have you on, on the show uh, sharing these insights. Okay, it looks like uh, we, we are getting questions coming in. 
let me just see right okay so um i have a question in i i can't see who the the person is but uh, the question is uh what can web3 learn from traditional businesses sam uh it's actually we that's why i go back right traditional mm -hmm. business when while they are still existing as of today you mean they are solving someone else's problem Right. But then the only question for web fee is how can you actually use web fee technology to disrupt the con conventional business? <laughs> you can do something better. That's why people go to you, you know. So uh, that's exactly go back to the banking and the insurance like uh, kind of uh, example, right? So it's like right. banking and insurance already serve people really well, you know. But then for mm -hmm. web fee, maybe potentially we can do it even better and more fine grain, more community level base and more human base rather than just a, uh, just a system with some kind of uh, uh, operator or, or like bank teller between you and, and the service, right? You know, that, that's actually what uh, technology is trying to make things better. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, but you need to learn from the con kind of conventional business is what actually, what kind of people are they helping and can you do the job better? Right. That actually one thing I think a lot of startups should look at. Yeah. Because a lot of most you gotta think about is that most of the, the, the thing that we had invented so what already invented. But then with new technology, right, can we do the same thing with a much better way or much uh, with high efficiency and productivity? That's it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, they they should explore a lot more of what, what's happening happening in Web3. I, I agree with that. Uh there's yeah. there's there's already transitions that are happening in in the reality space, uh, you know, in in education. In hey, we even mm -hmm. had a guest on the show who was uh, doing ads, uh, paid ads in the metaverse. So yeah, there there is so much of um, transition that can happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sam. Here's um, yeah, so my last question for you today because we're almost out of time, but I'm certain that this is this is a gem. Uh, that is your personal philosophy that I'd like to, you to share with the audience. So you've accomplished so many things in, you know, the brief time that you've, you've walked this, this planet, right? What's your secret, Sam? What's your secret uh, to finishing your day strong? Uh, so I've, I, I've always finished my day is kind of looking at some uh, macroeconomics news, you know. First of all, I'm a trader. I'm actually trading crypto, and sometimes crypto are also affected, uh, correlated with the with the traditional stock market um, uh, too, right? So that's why I like like to look at the the macro level economic news because at the right. end, uh, I always is a believer of history. So sometimes mm -hmm. uh, even our technology has improved a lot. Our human kind of human nature haven't improved a lot. So you can right. learn from there. And actually keep me refreshing too, because sometimes when I see a problem and I'm dealing with something, when I actually yeah. watching some what happened in the world, like globally in a higher level, then I actually mm -hmm. see that, hey, maybe I should, this is just the same problem that uh, people before or in other part of the country, or other part of the planet are uh, dealing with the same time too. That actually mm -hmm. is, so it, it's just that normal. Then I just say, then we take the issue with a, a kind of a normal uh, uh, emotion and try to just solve it. It give me energy back, you know. 
And then one thing actually, then uh, when I went to the white before I really want to shut down, then I actually mm-hmm. just want to listen to some classical music. As I told, I think in a lot of uh, uh, kind of a uh, uh, interview, I already told everybody my most favorite piece of music is a uh, Gobert mm-hmm. variation from Bach. So, you know, I actually really, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious why didn't a lot of people actually know this piece of music. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us. And uh, I'm, I'm certain I'd love to have you Bach. Yeah. So. Sorry, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Exactly. It's a good joke. It's just, it's just a, it's just a network of issue. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's a good save. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, Sam, so if anyone have problems, feel free to reach out to me anytime. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, most certainly will. And uh, once again, on that note to the audience, uh, if at any point of time you are in uh, Dubai or you want to reach out to Sam for an idea or a project that you you are, are thinking of having incubated, reach out to to, to Sam at Meta Incubator, his, his Twitter yeah. handles here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we have Coffee in- with Crypto is every Saturday, 5 p.m. in Marina. So. Yep. Uh, yep, exactly. At... Uh, in, in whenever you're in Dubai, please stay by, stay back for the weekend and attend that. It's like I said, it's it's a room that's filled with pure energy, fantastic people, and valuable insights on on crypto. Okay. Okay. So Sam, once again, for the last time, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you making the time to be here and spending some time on diving into crypto. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me too. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. It's been a blast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for being on the show today. Uh, Remember, we're here the same time, same place on Diving Into Crypto. We also have our show um, on Twitter Spaces, which is on on Tuesdays at the same time called The Future of NFTs, where our co-founder, Natia Bester, hosts a show focused on NFTs. So if you're a project or an artist, reach out to us at Adlunum INC. Thank you so much once again. This is JP from Adlunum INC speaking to you about Web3. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 